that during uh, the covid and this time when all of us were going through the quarantines and everything a lot of people were trying to uh what do you say take the power back to themselves mm. to be able to heal themselves to be able to say okay if i have this i will take this medicine and i will feel better i don't always have to look for an appointment which is very far the hospitals may be far off and the appointments themselves are more difficult to get to so people prefer more natural medicines now things that they can take themselves with little guidance from their doctors uh that is probably the trend hello and welcome to it's a journey podcast how are you healing today your host stephanie nadu welcomes guests from different parts of the globe with professional expertise in health and holistic wellness holistic means physical emotional social and spiritual well-being so what do all of our guests have in common it's their dedication to help us with our healing journey and personal development let's dive into this new episode with our special guest and explore the answers in order to continue our personal journey's exploration towards healing and self-love. Dr. Jyoti Kosaraju is a mental health counselor and a homeopathic physician. She holds a bachelor degree in homeopathy and a master degree in both psychology and counseling. Jyoti has been practicing as a registered homeopathic physician for 25 years and she is a provisional clinical member of the Singapore Association of Counseling. When it comes to healing, she believes that a holistic understanding of both physical and mental health is essential. This is the reason behind our decision to pursue a profession in counseling and homeopathy simultaneously. She considers that getting to the psychosomatic origins of the problem or disease is a must, and this is why she's always excited to advocate for and talk about holistic healing. Originally from Hyderabad, India, Jyoti currently lives with her husband and two teenage sons in Singapore, where she has grown from a high-rise condominium, a beautiful herb garden, and put together a peaceful meditation space. In this 18 episode, I will be talking to Jyoti about homeopathy. Our topic today is homeopathy, how this gentle medicine works. Hello Jyoti, um welcome to my podcast. It's a journey. I'm so happy to have you uh here today with me. Hi, Stephanie, it's so lovely to be here finally <laughs> after all the different challenges yes, we had to face to 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 um so okay so let's start and i would like to uh, begin here with your your journey um how did you become a mental health counselor and a homeopathic physician yeah this is a very long story long story it guys so uh, when i was very young about 7 years old um i had chicken pox back in the day that was quite common but uh, within a year i had it again so my parents are like there's something that needs to be corrected probably and mm-hmm. took me to a homeopath till then i was always exposed to the 
allopathic way of treatment like going and then the doctor will just give you some paracetamol or an injection mm-hmm. and then i went to this homeopath and he was like what is it that's bothering you and he asked so many questions about me the first time i was considered a person in a way and uh, i was like why is he asking me all these questions no one ever asked me these questions he was not even talking to my dad he was just talking to me and trying to understand who i am i was like okay this is a possibility then that i am a person so that changed my view of doctors a lot and when it came the time to decide what i wanted to be i wanted to be a doctor and especially a homeopathic doctor mm-hmm. so uh, i did my bachelor's in homeopathy in india and then practiced there for a bit then i was uh, i tagged along with my husband to singapore with my two boys i had a break and after that when my kid, both my kids went to school i was like okay what is it that i want to do now i need to find something that i can do and uh, the calling was always to understand human psychology better mm. and uh, my understanding was counseling and homeopathy are always in sync because homeopathy has a lot of mental health focus when we take a case we always like go and understand the person what's going on in their life what's thoughts that are coming out what are the feelings so i thought counseling would be a right blend with it so i can even before my medicine gets to the patient i can actually help them understand themselves and figure out things by themselves so i went and did my masters in counseling from singapore and that's how i became a mental health counselor as well as a homeopath mm very nice i i really like that in your story like something came from childhood like the special events yeah. that's that's really nice a great inspiration mm-hmm. um so let's let's talk about the um homeopathy and and the market how is the mm-hmm. place of homeopathy today and uh, a recent report on, on global analysis of the homeopathy market growth stated mm-hmm. that the market growth in the US was expected to grow by 14.3% from 2020 to 2028 mm-hmm. um the apac countries saw a surge in demand during covid for homeopathic products why homeopathic clinics in india are sprouted why this sudden interest in homeopathy homeopathy in india has been there for a long time um, i think it's almost as old as everywhere else the scholars from india who went to europe to study brought back homeopathy with them and it has become almost like a alternative system of medicine in india it's one of the three main alternative systems like ayurveda homeopathy and uh, unani system which is directly controlled by the ministry ministry of health in india and uh, i think it's just gaining popularity more and more because there is so much uh, negative side effects when you take the modern or people are so unhappy with the way they are treated or rather the limited amount of time that the modern medicine doctors can actually give to you 
they they seem to be going more towards the natural systems which are ayurveda homeopathy and yunani and homeopathy especially because it's known for not having any side effects so that's how india wise i feel the logic is uh in the us itself this is my understanding that during uh, the covid and this time when all of us were going through the quarantines and everything a lot of people were trying to uh what do you say take the power back to themselves mm-hmm. to be able to heal themselves to be able to say okay if i have this i will take this medicine and i will feel better i don't always have to look for an appointment which is very far the hospitals may be far off and the appointments themselves are more difficult to get to so people prefer more natural medicines now things that they can take themselves with little guidance from their doctors uh that is probably the trend and also because people are moving out of the cities and into areas where they they can work from anywhere now mm. so this goes right with that flow so people are preferring homeopathy over uh, modern medicine for that reason mm. that could probably be the reason for the probable increase in homeopathic yeah. system yeah mm. and I, i like what you say about like getting the power back because i think yeah. this is true um for a lot of other areas in people's mm-hmm. life not not only the health but so many ways mm-hmm. they want to um yes. get their power back this is mm-hmm. what what we see um so yeah. when we go back to the um origin of, of homeopathy homeopathy mm-hmm. was developed by a german doctor sander yeah. anemann over yeah. 200 years ago So I grew up in France where 40% of the French people use homeopathy. Mm-hmm. Um however, I found that we are going back to India. So India is the land of homeopathy due, due to its high number over 200,000 of currently registered homeopathic doctors mm-hmm. with approximately uh, 12,000 more being added every year. That's that's a yeah. lot. And interestingly, Um I discovered during the conversation uh with you that homeopathy use is um in a more preventive way instead mm-hmm. of curative like it is in in France. Yeah. So can you um please tell us more more about that? Like we were talking before homeopathy has become a part of alternative system of medicine in India. And uh, the ministry themselves run a lot of government clinics. and um whenever there's an epidemic like brain fever epidemic like in 80s i think um there are different systems which are like asked like homeopathy yunani natural systems mm-hmm. are asked what are the other alternative uh medicines or treatments that you can possibly give to us to prevent or to manage the epidemic and it turns out that homeopathy worked very well in uh, some epidemics that we had and that that added to the popularity of homeopathy mm-hmm. because even before you get brain fever or even for uh, covid we had a very popular medicine being distributed as a preventive so people would take it before they get sick so that kind of prevented the situation and uh, as such as well even other than epidemic 
homeopathy focuses on the constitution of the person. So we have constitutional, when, you, when a client comes in, we try to understand, as you've experienced in my clinic before, we try to understand what's going on in their life. What is that could be affecting them to produce those physical symptoms that they're going through? Like right now I have my cold, but I know that cold is not really because I was exposed to the cold or because I was exposed to 10 different people having cold. If my body was strong enough, my mind was strong enough, I wouldn't receive it. Mm. But I know that there is something I'm going through, which I have to process. That is causing me to attract this virus. Mm. The virus is not causing this. Mm. I am ready for the virus to come in because of what I'm going through. Mm. So that is the approach of homeopathy. Homeopathy does not cure anything. We don't claim to cure anything. We strengthen the immune system or the vital force, as we call it, to deal with whatever the body is going through, to strengthen it so much that they don't attract other things. That's how we work. Mm, very interesting. I, I, the, the, your approach about like, oh, my, my body was like ready for the virus. Oh, um, yes. you know, like, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. This is very mm. interesting perspective. Very yeah. different from what I've heard before and how we yeah. um, see things. Um, so you you started to talk a little bit about okay, what is it to when we have a consultation with um, homeopathic doctor? And mm -hmm. can you give me more details, like what's going on the first time we can go see the homeopathic doctor? How how um, is it you know going during this um, this yeah. session? Yeah, uh, typically. The first session is about one and a half to two hours. And uh, we go through every single detail of a person's life. Like we start with what is it that they brought, that has brought them there, like the presenting symptom. Mm -hmm. Did you have that before? And when was the last time you had it? Is there any other history to that? That's where we start. The presenting complaint and the past complaints and then we go to the family history. What was your mother going through when you were in her uh, womb? That, and to the extent like, what are your grandparents doing? What's going on with them? The family history. And every single detail of that person's history is taken. And then not just that, we go into details like, what is it you prefer to eat? What brings you joy with food? Do you like sour food? Do you like sweets? Do you like hot food? Do you like cold food? It's like a thorough understanding of the person on all levels. What makes you angry? How do you react when you're angry? Do you shout? Do you keep it in? Do you go and break a vase or just slam the doors? What is it you do? How do you express yourself? How do you, how the feelings come out or don't they come out? That's a big difference, right? Mm. When, you, when you express it, that's a different kind of personality. Yeah. While you keep it in, it brings out as a different symptom maybe. And you're constantly pushing it down, it comes out in some other physical form. So every single detail, even the mother's preferences when they were pregnant with them, 
what did they prefer to eat sometimes mothers remember those things like when i was pregnant with my first child i wanted to eat only apples with my second one i wanted only sour things these things remain with the mothers and uh, if you connect it with the generational trauma while you're in your mother's womb you're also connected with the grandmother's cells which are in your mother during her pregnancy yeah. so yeah. you are connected to your generations and how they have been going through life what did they face how did they face it what were their coping mechanisms what is it that you still carry i may react the same way as my dad when i get angry i walk out of the room my mom she likes to just and bash it out and finish it that then and there but i get my things uh, anger management from my father's side i may get something else from my mother's side right so everything comes in and it's you as a person you're molded in a separate way so when we understand all these things and what made you you in that moment and how you are dealing with your situations how your body is expressing it as a symptom that's when we understand and what we do is we have provings like when um, i have to talk about provings a bit more when we in homeopathy the when we decide to do like use a particular herb or a substance as a homeopathic medicine we take the physiological substance and prepare it in homeopathic way and give to like 30 to 40 people normal people who don't have any symptoms it is seen that they will develop some particular symptoms and most of the time this 30 40 people will develop very similar overlapping symptoms and this is recorded as a remedies constitution so this remedy the let us say palstilla has so so and so symptoms that are coming up in a normal person then the next stage is called a clinical trial we give this medicine to people who have these symptoms and we've seen that when we match the like to like it works and the mm. person feels better the vital force is strengthened to face whatever it is they're facing today mm. so when we take this whole constitutional case taking then we match them to the proving of the person of the material medica of the medicine then when we decide that okay these symptoms seem to be matching with this person's symptoms then we give that medicine to that person so we believe in like cures like that is homeopathy mm. the system of medicine which works through like cures like so that's how we do okay and and so um after that you you give the homeopathy medicine. to the yeah the medicine mm-hmm. to the person and the person will maybe um follow the instruction certainly follow your instruction and maybe have like a um like a second appointment with yes. you yes Definitely. to follow up mm, okay mm. i for me like what is amazing is like the difference between the modern medicine we have mm-hmm. experience going to the doctor and the whole thing take 5 minutes a minute 
Yes. Yeah. Like there is no time for mm. chat. I, you know, it's just like, um, um, you know, if you like, we've been to the, to the, all to the doctor before they, they check you and, you know, uh, then they prescribe the medicine, medicine, and then mm. off you go, you go to the pharmacy and that's it. Yeah. So like what I found like, uh, incredible is like the difference of, of time that is spent with mm. the patients. So for, for, to me, it's like, it was something really that was, wow, that's Big, big, big difference. Yeah. Um, and thank you for um, explaining the also the foundation of homeopathy, you know, okay. like you're like. Um, so my, my next question is like a little bit more um, about um, you and then your, what you, your, your, your personality and um, what you're passionate about. Um, I know that you are passionate about a flower medicine. Um, because this is yeah. something that we discussed together and then mm-hmm. well, that's what you gave me how yeah. does it complement your your work with your clients yeah little bit about flower remedies first sure. these were um, dr edward bach in the mm-hmm. 1930s uh, he was actually a pathologist i believe and um, when he realized that he was having cancer and it could not be cured with the modern medicine. He retreated to a countryside and uh, he observed that when he was with some medicine, some uh, flower plants, mm-hmm. floral plants, he felt a certain way. Like when he was in front of the plant called Mimulus, he would feel happy but afraid. So different uh, plants, he observed, he observed that there was a different energy, the feeling to it. So what he did was he brought the flowers and put them in crystal balls filled with water. And that's how flower remedy started. He took the medicine and he saw that he was feeling better within that particular feeling. If he took mimulus, he's not so afraid anymore. Mm-hmm. If he took mustard, he didn't feel so sad anymore. So he developed like 38 flower remedies, which matches different feelings that we have every day, like fears, then um, concerns, how you feel stuck in the past sometimes, Mm -hmm. how you want to start over, but you can't, you're afraid to start things again. These different uh, anxieties and feelings all these are covered in the back flower remedies. How I find it useful in my practice is mm-hmm. um, we match the constitution to the homeopathic medicine, but there are some transient feelings. Like I may be feeling anxious today because I have to have a podcast call with you, right? But this is not. This may or may not be very deeply rooted to my constitution. Mm-hmm. I would rather fix this with a fix it for t- for today right so the back flower remedies are excellent in uh what do you say in healing those feelings mm. the dr back believes in the saying heal thyself that mm. means you heal yourself this system was made in such a way that you every person you me anyone on the road they can come and they can get this medicine and say, okay, 
I'm feeling really afraid of something today. Mm. Do I know what it is? I'm afraid of going to the 30th floor. I may be really afraid of the heights. Okay, you can take Mimulus. Mm. If you're afraid, but you don't really know where, what's it's coming from, you can take some other medicine. So there are different medicines which match your feelings. It's like you pick one, whatever it is that's what you're going through that day. Mm. And it works for a week or two weeks till that is done. Mm. So after two weeks, uh, it's suggested every two weeks you re- review what you're having, the feelings. Mm. So after two weeks, you'll come back and you say, I'm not worried about the podcast and it's done. But today I want to worry about something else. <laughs> or I'm thinking about how uh, there was some trauma in my life like 10 years ago and I still can't get over it. Okay, that's what's bothering you today. Let's look at the medicines that match that day. Mm. So I feel that homeopathy is excellent with very deep healing. But we have more variety of uh, very focused towards feelings kind of thing with back. Mm. So I love to use both. Like I've, I had given you as well, right? So yes. Homeopathy medicine and also yes. on top I gave you the back flower remedy. So what you were going through a transitional period that time. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how I work with it. Mm. I know that there are very acute remedies in homeopathy as well, which work excellent. But this is very focused on the feelings. And as a mental health counselor, I feel like, okay, if my client can feel better with not just counseling, but with help from Barclava remedies, I will definitely advise that. Mm. Fantastic. That's the way you describe it, it, it's, it completely makes sense. Um, so that's that's great. Um, you know, when I was preparing this, uh, my questions for for, mm. for this interview, I I did a lot of research on internet uh, because I, yeah. I like to research my topic. And something that came across like mm. often is like homeopathy is slow, or mm. homeopathy doesn't work. So I want to have, um, you know, uh, um, some of your feedback, your opinion regarding this that we we can see, you know, uh, we can hear. Yeah. Okay, let's go with the first one, which is homeopathy. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Homeopathy, it's a common misnomer that homeopathy is slow. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I'm telling this from the experience in India mostly. But in India, typically, if you have some problem, first you'll go to the modern medicine. If it's not fixed there, because you want a quick fix, right? The, today's yeah. lifestyle, you want a quick fix. Then you go there, it's not completely addressed or you don't feel heard. And then after a few trials and everywhere, other doctors, then you come to homeopathy. By that stage, typically, it's a chronic condition. And with homeopathy, the thing is, it doesn't do any instant magic. When it's a chronic condition, we give medicine and then it opens one layer of the onion. Mm. So we peel layer by layer and it does take time for us to get to the core of the problem. Because in the first session, although we are doing two hours, the client may not be in a position to 
trust you with everything. The second session, they will say, okay, I told you this last time, but you know, also this happened, right? So you get the next layer. And uh, the first medicine may not always be the best medicine. It will make way to the next best medicine. So you give a different medicine that will open one more layer. Mm. So this process takes time. It is not an instant answer in chronic conditions. So the misnomer has been because of that. But addressing that, when you have a fever, a cold like me, or any other symptom, like maybe you have a cramp because there is gas in your stomach, you've eaten something particularly flatulent. So in that case, I will give a medicine and it will be okay within a day or two. So when the condition is acute, like you have a fever, you have a cough, yes, it works fast. But most people remember that it takes to the chronic session. So that is, that's why there's that misnomer. But definitely in all cases, it works. I, and I the just, other one being, it doesn't work at all. Yeah. Before, um, I'm sorry, Jyoti, before sorry. we move on to the second part of the, your uh -huh. answer, what I'm, you know, and based on what you, um, um, your response, I'm mm -hmm. thinking, wait a second, is it slow or are we too impatient? You know, maybe, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's true that we cannot wait anymore. Like the attention yeah. that we have and it's like, it has to be very quick. So we say that, oh, homeopathy is slow, but how about like looking at ourselves first and see if mm -hmm. it's not coming from us. Anyway, yeah. I just want to, to mention yeah. that because like- I totally you agree just, with you. Just, it was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know. Okay, so that how about- true. Yeah, so how about doesn't work? How how do you address that? Yeah. Um, most uh, people who are very scientific-oriented mm -hmm. and people in the modern medicine world believe that uh, homeopathy is just classical therapy because homeopathic medicines are so diluted, what we call as potentized and what the other side calls it as diluted to the level that uh, it is the dilution is below the Avogadro number. That means you won't find any molecule of that particular medicine in the medicine that we give, like uh, any medicine for that matter. Let us say uh, sodium chloride, which we call as natrumure, the common salt. It's an excellent medicine. And how we how homeopathy works is we dilute it. And we believe that each dilution we potentize, we succus it, like there's a particular process which increases the potency of the medicine by decreasing the mass of it. So technically, there is nothing in the water except energy. Mm. We believe that energy is what corrects your vital energy which strengthens your vital energy. So it's an energetic medicine, not physical, physiological dose. 
So if you believe that you need to see the natrium chloride in water to believe that it works, then yeah, it's not going to happen. But if you believe that there is energy in your body and when there's a deficit of it, you need strengthening. And this is the energy medicine. The energy of that particular medicine will match your deficit and correct the vital energy. Then, yes, it works. Mm. So if you believe that everything has to be proved in the lab, no, homeopathy is not for you. Mm. Because you won't have the trust, you won't believe it. But if you believe that there is so much out there that we don't know yet, which can't be proven through science yet, yes. So that's how I believe. Mm. It's an energetic medicine. And, and yeah. Sorry. And if you say it's a placebo, I'd rather have a placebo that works than a medicine which will give you a side effect. Mm, absolutely. And something that you mentioned to like to me, and we briefly mm. talk about it like in, in this episode uh, earlier, but I want to go back a little bit, revisit mm -hmm. that is the time that is spent with mm. the, the clients, with your, yeah. with your patients, um, during, during the, during the, uh, your, your session. Taking. Yes. Yeah. So tell, tell me, how do you think this is linked to, you know, does it like to the effect of homeopathy? Yeah. Because you, we, you told me like something before, yeah. so I want to go back. To yes, that. yes, definitely. <laughs> Answer what you're talking about. I believe that even without medicine, if a person is given time and there is connection between the client and the doctor or counselor, whoever, whichever hat you're wearing, there is a certain energy transfer. Every, I believe that every person who steps into my space is coming to teach me something. And there's an energetic transfer between both of us, right? You give me some energy, I give you some energy. And when that happens, there is healing, even before the medicine starts working. Mm -hmm. That's why I believe that counseling and homeopathy are, are to be married. Mm -hmm. I noticed in my early years of practice that yeah, after spending one and a half hour with me, they're already feeling better. I mean, even before I pack my medicine, I know that they are feeling better. I can see it in their face. Right? That works well. And then if you add the power of the energy of the medicine, it has to work. Mm. That is what I feel modern medicine is amazing, especially in surgical manners and also in the kind of research that's going with it. It's amazing the kind of resources they have. But I also believe that we need to connect with people to be able to heal one another. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, my, my last question is going to be um, just, just about you and your routine. So I'm very curious about your, your daily practice and if you have one or if you don't have one, 
Um, so it's I'm I'm curious to you know open and this door and then see what's going on you know like in like behind yeah. you know the the professional <laughs> person that you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely have one uh, practice that's a constant with me for a long time now. It's called the gratitude practice. Mm-hmm. And this is something I do first thing in the morning. As soon as my eyes are open, I don't get off the bed and rush. I used to do that before. I just lay in my bed and thank whoever is up there who has given me one more day in this life. My higher self, my spirits, my gurus, and then thank my body. I thank Earth for holding me here, for giving me a life here. Then I thought, thank every part of my body, starting from my feet to my head. And I feel the gratitude and the happiness and the love that can spread through my house, through my island that I live in, to the Earth. That connection with Earth And the gratitude starts my day really well. When I get out of the room, I'm ready for anything. That's my, that's one practice I won't stop. Mm. Lovely. Um, Jyoti, I have to say that anytime I talk to you, I feel that at the end, I feel like I had just had a meditation. Your voice, I mean, especially for podcasts, your voice is so soothing your your you know you are very it's reassuring it's like it feels like home it's it's so nice to listen to you of course you are bringing the knowledge but you you're also your your voice is like amazing I mean absolutely amazing so thank you so much for bringing your voice (laughs) your knowledge your voice to this podcast to this episode (laughs) Um, it was lovely um, talking to you as always it's such such a pleasure Um, so thank you thank you so much Jyoti thank you thank you for having my me here and my voice to be given to other people to understand homeopathy better understand healing better and healing themselves better it's always a pleasure to talk with you because I know that you understand what I'm talking about and you you really feel it that people should learn themselves and heal themselves better. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me in it twenty two. Thank you so much. You can learn more about Jyoti on Instagram at the Resonant Homeopath, on LinkedIn at dr-jyoti-kosaraju and on our website, www.resonance-room.com. If you didn't have time to write everything down or if you have doubts about the spelling, no worries. All the links are listed in the description section on our YouTube channel at Ojivati. Thank you to all our listeners and see you very soon for more on healing, self-love and your personal journey. Thank you for listening and for taking time for yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast, share this episode with others on social media, 
or leave a rating and a review. To catch the latest from Ujvati, follow us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter at Ujvati. Thanks again and see you on the next episode.